Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 106, and I'm drinking Myers Rum Original Dark. Or is it Myers's? With each episode of Liquor in the Core Connoisseur, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. I chose to feature Myers on this episode because it's truly a world-famous rum, and I therefore wanted to know more about it. So here we go. The bottle I have for the tasting is a standard 750 milliliter. It is Myers Rum, original dark. Although it is spelled Myers's with an S, apostrophe S, which is not how you would normally do it if your English grammar teacher would tell you. You just have the apostrophe after the S. You don't need the second S. But Myers is spelled M-Y-E-R-S apostrophe S. So Myers's, sometimes people pronounce it that way. I'm going to say Myers. Leave it at that. It is 40% alcohol by volume, making it 80 proof, and it retails for about $20 US. The bottle is also very distinctive. It's a dark brown glass, and it's essentially rectangular shaped in that it's flattened. Uh, It's a kind of a standard expected height. It does have a very short neck. Um, On the dark glass, there is a label that is dark brown with some yellow tones. And the label design has essentially not changed since the brand was founded. There's been updates and different illustrations, but the overall layout has remained the same. Molded into the shoulder of the glass is the number 1879, which is the date that the brand was founded. On the front label, it starts with 100% fine Jamaican rum, world famous. There's four different medals from old spirits competitions there above the Myers's rum logo and then there's an angled stripe across the middle that says original dark the thematic element or image is of three rum barrels at the foreground with some sugarcane there's a cane worker somebody harvesting sugarcane and a distillery in the background Production info or ownership below this image reads, Distilled in Jamaica under government supervision for successors of Fred L. Myers & Son. Founded 1879, Kingston, Jamaica, West Indies. The back label contains just a couple lines of brand history. Only a handful of words, actually. Then a couple cocktail recipes, a UPC code, and required government warnings on the bottle I have. The bottle is capped with a reddish-brown plastic screw cap. Okay, let's go ahead and give it a try. I'm going to open the bottle. It cracks the little part off. There we go. As with all spirits on this podcast, I'm going to be tasting it neat, which is room temperature right out of the bottle. I'll be using a clean Glencairn glass for that purpose, which is a Nosing glass, it's tulip shaped, allows you to see the spirit, nose the spirit, and of course, taste the spirit. So let's go for a pour. In the glass, it's clear yet very dark. It's not black, I wouldn't call it black, I call it a really dark reddish brown. Makes you think of wood, does me, or molasses, because this is rum. 
distilled from molasses. So it's a very dark rum. Some reviewers of rums in particular will use a color chart to hold the spirit up in the glass to a color to be able to tell you, oh, this is definitely a light mahogany or, uh, you know, dark amber. I don't use a color chart. Just to my eye, it is a dark reddish brown. Now let's try it on the nose. <laughs> it is, it's got rum flavor. It's, this is a bold Jamaican rum, and Jamaican rums typically have what people will refer to as a bit of a funk to them in a good way. But let's, let's give this a good nosing. I get a molasses scent out of the nose. Uh, there's molasses definitely in this, so I, I pick up that rummy molassesness to it. I also get ripe fruit, almost like ripe banana in it. Maybe some nuttiness or coffee flavors. It, it smells like a, a dark rum. And now on the palate. Wow. At first it's sweet and almost chocolatey, but when you open your mouth and, and bring some air in, it's really strong tobacco flavor. I get off of this. And then there's sweetness. I, I think of uh, honey's not right, but it's it's maybe like dried fruit, like I don't know, figs, perhaps. A strong tobacco flavor, which surprises me. Let's try it again. It's a bit sweeter on this second second taste i think my palate's kind of warmed up to it i'm getting a smokiness to it though at the end not really not smoke per se but yeah this uh smokiness it's also reminiscent of brown sugar and i remember as a kid that brown sugar is of course kind of regular sugar with some molasses added back is typically how brown sugar in the u.s is sold and so really that brown sugar flavor is molasses that i'm picking up on the palate now on to the history Myers Rum was founded in 1879 by Fred L. Myers in Kingston, Jamaica. And for a brand of such age with history as one of the three navigation options on their website, there's really not much detail to be found on Myers. In fact, the website currently includes just 52 words on the topic, so they're not much help. As for the rest of the internet, it came up thin as well for a story. So, not to despair, I hit the books. I've been building a personal liquor library. Very few cocktail and recipe books. Most are on alcohol in general or focused on individual categories like gin or rum. I've also got some standalone brand stories among my book collection. So, I consulted the stacks to see what mentions were made of Myers. There's plenty of mentions, but no aha of deep insight. Yet, I feel like I've gathered enough information to stay true to my promise of being well-researched and to tell the story of Myers, at least as well as anyone else. So yes, back to 1879 and Fred Myers. 
Historical listings note that Fred L. Myers & Son dealt in more than just rum. The company had early ad listings that noted they had offices, a wharf, and bonded warehouses in Kingston, dealing in champagne, wine, spirits, whiskey, cigars, cigarettes, soaps, and associated sundries. Merchants, then. And I'll conjecture that dealing in drinks and being based in Jamaica, rum came into the picture for the family fairly easily. Yet, I can't find any motive for starting the brand. Suffice it to say, Meyer's dark rum as it is today is probably pretty similar to what it was made like at the start. It's become synonymous with dark Jamaican rum around the world and therefore probably didn't need to change. I also don't know if they started as distillers or blenders. I lean towards the latter, as blending would make more sense for a merchant in Kingston. In the 1920s, Planter's Punch, a wildly varied cocktail descending from other punches of old, found favor during Prohibition and then saw a surge of popularity following repeal. Planter's Punch was served at the West Indies Pavilion at the 1924 British Empire Exposition in London, bringing the cocktail across the pond, so to speak, and therefore bringing Jamaican rum with it. Myers played a role in this popularity and dubbed themselves the Planter's Punch brand, printing this on their labels. In fact, the elegant Myrtle Bank Hotel in Kingston, Jamaica, circa the 1920s, is often cited as the place with the quintessential Planter's Punch recipe. It called for Jamaican rum, of course, and Myers was from the same city. Thus, it seems Myers was either the rum used or simply helped start and then ride the wave of popularity of Planter's Punch with their dark rum. A 1934 print ad noted, Every drop bottled in bond under supervision of the Jamaican government after it has aged for over eight years in oaken puncheons. Myers is sealed in crystal bottles with pilfer-proof caps. Any rum drink, whether cocktail, highball, punch, or toddy, is better with Myers Planter's Punch brand fine old Jamaican rum. There's a few interesting points in this ad copy. One is the fact that it notes the rum was aged for over eight years in puncheons. And a puncheon is a very large barrel. It's typically 500 liters or more, five to 700 liters. It varies more than other barrel sizes. Rum puncheons tend to be a bit smaller than like a sherry puncheon, for instance. Point is, it's a large oaken barrel as noted in the copy, in which the rum would have aged for eight years. So originally, at least in the early 30s, it was an old rum in the bottle. Also notes pilfer-proof caps around the repeal of prohibition. The counterfeiting of spirits and theft of spirits was an issue, and most bottlers were dealing with how to come up with a closure that allowed it to be closed and sealed, like resealed, but not stolen from. So a typical cork stopper that you'll have in a whiskey bottle now is not necessarily pilfer-proof. So there was a lot of different inventions and closures for how to cap a bottle. It's not really an issue nowadays. We tend to go with a, a screw cap like this bottle where the plastic ring breaks when you unscrew it. 
Therefore, you know if the bottle's been opened or not. But back in the day, it was worthy to know in ad copy. Also, a crystal bottle. I don't know if they actually meant crystal or simply glass. Anyway, an interesting ad nonetheless. Other tidbits I picked up from early ads and labels show that the bottle and label design have remained essentially unchanged. Of course, they've been re-illustrated and and redone, but the overall layout and content is mostly the same. Labeling would clearly state that it was the Planter's Punch brand. Also, early on, it was noted that the rum was all aged eight years, as was noted in the ad. The rum was also 97 proof, and an early U.S. importer was Austin Nichols & Company, who would go on to create the Wild Turkey bourbon brand in the 1940s. And you can go back to episode 33 to hear the story of Wild Turkey. Two generations of Myers would own the brand, but in 1954, Eustace Myers, grandson of the founder Fred Myers, sold the brand to Seagram's, who would own it until their downfall in 2000 when Diageo acquired Myers. What Seagram's did with the brand from a production standpoint is as opaque as what the Myers family did. In 1959, Myers was still 97 proof based on advertisements, but by 1974, it was down to 80 proof. In the late 1970s and early 80s, the brand advertised with a campaign slogan of Graduate to the Flavor of Myers Rum. Ad copy talked about it being a bit more expensive because it took more time to make and had a bolder flavor to it. The brand also published a recipe booklet with some cocktails, appetizers, and desserts. Myers is recommended for use in cooking more than some other rums, perhaps due to the bolder flavor. Also, for a brief period in the early 1980s, the brand expanded to Puerto Rican rums for a white and gold version, but the original dark was still all Jamaican. In late 2018, Diageo offloaded 19 brands they owned that didn't fit with their future portfolio goals, selling them to the Sazerac company. This sale included Myers, along with a one-year supply agreement, The Sazerac Company owns Myers today and has this to say on their website. In Kingston, back in 1879, Fred L. Myers began producing rum from pure Jamaican sugarcane juice. Myers rum became globally recognized and represents nearly a century and a half of Caribbean heritage and pride. We continue the Myers family's commitment to fine rums through our careful craft process. Sugarcane juice is boiled into molasses, then carefully fermented, distilled, and matured in white oak barrels. So, that seems like the perfect segue to how it's made and the end of the short history. For production, here again I didn't find much detail. All I know is the rum is a blend of pot and continuous column still distillates that are molasses-based. There's rumor of up to nine different rums of various ages in the blend, but I can't find any source that can corroborate that. Also, there's no age statement on Myers. It's a couple years old at the least, I'm sure, but long gone are the days of eight years or even four years stated age on the bottle. One thing I do know for certain is because this is a Jamaican rum, there is zero sugar added since the country prohibits it. 
For the color, some will come from barrel aging, but it's almost guaranteed that there's an add back of some molasses or caramel color to give the rum the dark color it's known for. And that's about all I know about production. Now, on to cocktails and consumption. As a dark rum, if you want rum flavor in a cocktail, Myers is a good pick. It's not a light rum and doesn't have a light rum flavor. It does therefore make a good rum and coke because you can taste the rum. But the cocktail you should try would be the Planter's Punch. And the brand's recipe for the drink follows the classic sing-songy ditty making it easy to remember of one of sour, two of sweet, three of strong, four of weak. This being fresh squeezed lime juice, simple syrup, Meyer's original dark rum, and ice. The recipe on the brand's website does suggest a dash of bitters. Drink it as you like. Plenty of cocktail recipes will call for it by name since it is world famous and has been around for so long. So in summary, what do I think of Meyer's rum? It's got good flavor. For the price, it's about $20 a bottle. Put a bottle on your shelf. It's going to be worth having. For a brand that's been around for so long, I was surprised, frankly, that there wasn't more story to tell. And I got to tell you, I scoured the internet. I checked the books. I was doing all my tricks to be well-researched on this. The Sazerac company is kind of notoriously closed-lipped on a lot of their brands. At least they don't talk to me. And it's difficult to find information such as sales figures are not readily available out on the internet, even in trade drinks industry publications. I wasn't finding information that I typically find with other brands under different ownership. That said, Myers does have a good story. I mean, it's an authentic Jamaican product. From a branding standpoint, it has remained nearly unchanged from a packaging uh, perspective. The proof has changed. It's gone through various ownership. And so I assume, therefore, production has changed as owners will blend it from different stocks that they have access to. All that being said, it's got a, a great dark Jamaican rum flavor. And if you want that, Myers is the one to start with. So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor in the Core Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Do tell your friends. Show notes are on liquorinthecoreconnoisseur.com. You can find the show on your favorite podcast platform. I'm also active on social media. Be sure you're following me on Facebook and Instagram. And if there's a spirit you'd like me to cover in an upcoming episode, please do reach out. I love to hear from my listeners. And if you're a brand that has more detail, if uh, you're from Sazerac and you're listening to this episode and you say, hey, I can fill in the blanks, please do reach out. I will gladly record an, an amendment to this. But as always, thank you for listening.